0: joining us for this week's chapter of not in the textbooks podcast where we sit and chat about the nitty-gritty never discussed in any of your textbooks i'm Tanja, and i'm audra but before we dig into today's chapter Let's clear up some business.
1: This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views within are our own or are our guests own. They do not reflect our profession, their profession, or any entity with whom we may have connections for employment now, in the past, or even in the future. If you need medical attention, advice, or care, please seek your own personal medical practitioner, not our podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Jordan. Hi. How are you? Fine. How was your week? Yeah, good. Guess what? What? Tonja and I were nominated for a podcast award. Can you believe that? Yeah. Well, technically not in the textbooks was nominated for a podcast award. Yeah. So do you know the website people should go to? Um, hold on a minute. Um, um, What is it? What is it? What do you think? It's a podcast award. So what's the name of the podcast? Podcastawards.com. Podcastawards.com. That's right. They go to podcastawards.com and they vote for us in which category? The healthcare category. The health category. That's right. So go to podcastawards.com. There is a blue box midway down that says register to vote. You click on that. You enter your info. It takes you right into the voting. Vote for Tell em Steve Dave in The People's Choice. Vote for Tell em Steve Dave in comedy. Vote for Plotting Through the Presidents for History. And then head on down and vote for Not in the Textbooks podcast. Technically, they've got it listed as Not in the Textbooks for Health. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoy this chapter. Thanks, Jordan, for your help. You're welcome. Love you, buddy. Love you, too, buddy. hello hello how are you
0: i am actually super fantastic
1: you're super fantastic what a coincidence so am i see isn't it great it's catchy yeah it can be it sure can be so let me go ahead let me get some things situated here okay so Good, bad, and ugly this week? Do you want to just jump in?
0: Okay. Uh,
1: My
0: good, since we started with good, is that I have a new job. What? Yep. I have a new job. Whoa. Uh, Uh, Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I start my
1: new job
0: august
1: 9th wow wow whoa yes yes how, how did i not know so, this how, how is it that i'm not aware of this
0: well um my my bad is that to to tell you kind of how you're not aware okay yep i i I felt I needed to keep it all inside until I knew what my decision was going to be because my bad was that I needed to give my two-week notice where I currently work mm-hmm. because my ugly was that I just got to a point where, you know, I think it's referred to as the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. There, were, there was just one specific moment where it just snapped in me, and I knew, nope, I am done here. I've got to go goodbye, and then the new job just kind of like when i reached out to another work uh friend uh that i had worked with in my very first nursing job when i moved to oklahoma Mm -hmm. and uh and finally uh got my or had my uh nursing license endorsed from missouri to oklahoma my first nursing job uh i met uh this girl, uh, Ashley, and so I I reached out and we were just talking and then it just so happens poof something just fell in my lap so to speak and jumped on it to get back to my roots. Yeah. To to have to use those skills that I went to school for.
1: Well, good. I mean, you know.
0: You know, some of the, sorry to interrupt, some of those skills, I I still, uh, I haven't used, but yet uh, a couple of them, yes, I picked up because of the pandemic. And and, um, I just got to a point where I realized, I needed a position that allowed me more free time Mm. and more and more free time with my family to where I could go go to work when it was time for me to leave work let me leave work for a little bit will I eventually get back into management yes because of where I want my career to go sure but for for right now uh, I I just feel I need, I need a break. I need a change.
1: Yep. Yeah. Good for and, good for you, man. I hope it, I hope it turns out to be everything you need it to be. You know, it gives you a little breather. And like you said, me, when you walk away, nobody's going to call you and all the things that come with, you know, being basically on call 24 seven for an entire building. So good. That's good.
0: Yeah. I'm happy yeah. for you.
1: I'm happy for you.
0: Thank you very much. Um, you know, I'm I'm a little nervous because I will be on a skilled unit, which eh. I love. Don't get me wrong. No, it's just
1: uh, a change. Any kind of big change like that is scary, scary, scary.
0: And there will be some skills that um, I, when was, it's been a minute since I spiked an IV bag.
1: Oh, it's so and fun my- though. Ah.
0: You know when the IV pump, like, isn't working, but the De-de-de-de. IV still needs to go, so now you need to calculate how many drips per minute that
1: mm. that you need
0: to set your flow? Mm. I haven't had to do that for a
1: minute, so. Yeah, but it's like riding a bike. I'm just sitting over here going, I haven't had to calculate a drip in a long time because we use a lot of CAD pumps, but mm, just mm, mm, makes and- my heart happy.
0: Or the last time I set up a machine, because you know if you don't have that tubing lined in there, right? (laughs) That machine is going to bite you back, and it's going to alarm and alarm and alarm. Well, and but alarm. the CAD
1: pumps now, it's like it won't it won't even fit in there properly, and you can't close it to start it if you don't have it wired in there properly. So they've kind of proofed it to where, you know, they don't get to get calls because it's beeping at homes and in the b- buildings anymore because... You can't get it to go in if it's backwards now. Pretty much on most of the ones that I've used recently, it's like, well, there's okay, only one well,
0: way. See, that's how long it's been since uh, I've set one up since I've had to thread the line. Since I, yeah, yes, I, I drew blood and things like that during the pandemic. But there are still going to be things that, yes, I know I will. Pick it back up because it's either in your blood or it's not I Mm -hmm. think you know what I mean yeah it's either it's either something you really want to do and you retain it or you don't and it's gonna and I do feel yes it's going to come back to me because I feel the excitement build when I'm talking about it but at the same time I'm rusty
1: but you're gonna be um, the dumb new girl and you haven't been yes. the you haven't been the and dumb new girl in a long time. That'll be fun. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, you know, I think I think I'm okay with being the new girl for a minute. I because, like it.
1: Yeah. There are places when I go different places and I'm like, Oh, I'm the dumb new girl. I really enjoy and you know, I'm not stupid, but you know how it is. You just feel dumb. You're like, Oh
0: And you know what? <laughs> I'm only going to have a set number of patients that I'm gonna be responsible for for this stretch. Of the time
1: that you're there,
0: that I'm there, and then when I leave, I'm going to leave. Now, yes, I will take uh, the way they do it is the skilled nurses uh, they pull together, and we will be doing the on-call for call-ins to fill those shifts because it is a skilled nurse and. That way, it's more, they explained it to me as there's easier to get it covered. Yeah. Did that make
1: sense? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it did. It did, yeah, yeah.
0: And so we decide how the on-call, like, rotation goes, um, and it's really just up to us. And I said, well, could you please, like, get a note out there that I think I like, one weekend every like if there's six of us what every six weeks every five weeks whatever even once a month at least you can schedule around that Mm -hmm. and if you decide to pick up an extra shift or go in for someone then here's here's some chair here's some crushed nuts sprinkled on top of everything you get so much per hour extra just for being on call nice and then but then if you end up going in when you're on call or picking up for someone else when they're on call then you make so much extra for that so so There's more incentives. There's also... A bigger pool of people to pull from.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's very good.
0: Yes, so sorry to take up so much time on that, but yes, I am excited and also nervous for uh, just getting back to my roots. Sometimes you just need
1: need
0: to do that. That's
1: important. Yeah. You need to reset. Sure. Yep.
0: Yeah. Good. So do, do tell me your good, bad, and ugly.
1: My good is that last weekend, as soon as we finished recording, I left and um, went. Oh, yes.
0: You went to a party, sorry to interrupt. No,
1: you. I did. I went to a party. Um, I went to a party for a friend from high school who moved to Florida, then moved to Utah, and now is back home.
0: Yeah. He is a hunk of oh. a little hobby. Yeah, and he I don't is. He's little. I mean, he's a big,
1: huge hottie. Mm, hobby. Mhm. Yeah, Robbie's yeah. Robbie knows Robbie knows he's beautiful. Um. And yes, I
0: can see that. I can. I can see that. <laughs> and Bukina he.
1: Sh- one, and so honey, he should. should. Honey, he should. He absolutely should. So it was so good to do a little welcome home party with him, and that was actually at a house of a friend of mine. Two friends of mine. They're married now, um, and they they actually just recently, like in the past. I don't know. They may they may they may like I can't believe you don't know how long we've been married, but um it was in the last 5-7 yeah. years they've gotten married um but we went we all went to high school together but Richmond so Ri- awesome. Yeah. Richmond and there was one other person at the party Mary um Ketch who's an artist. She shared our show before. Um and her art is amazing. So you guys go check out Mary Ketch's art. Um but Richmond and Mary we were sitting around we were talking and Mary had already left, but I was talking to Richmond and I was like, you know, I I was thinking about this the other day, you know, when you start to have, when you go back in your memory as far back as you can go and you start to realize that you're an actual person, like you start to conceptualize that you're an individual separate human when you're a baby and you start like, I have a hand. Oh, my God, this is a hand. You know, but memory isn't formed then. And so then you have memories starting at age, you know, sometimes five or six, sometimes seven. Um, I don't have a conceptual memory of my life without – Those two humans in them, like I've known them that long. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like we we went to kindergarten together. They've always been in my life, and so there's something interesting and freeing about being with somebody who, you know, knew you then, knew you through the, uh, you know, and then somehow you guys remained friends until now. You know, like these are my friends for forever. Like I don't, I don't know what my life would look like if. They were not somewhere around where I could just, like, I could text him now and be like, hey, me and Jordan are coming over to swim, you know, and be like, come on, you know, so it's it's that kind of thing, so it's just so nice, and to be around my friend Angela and Ben, and just all of them, you know, there were people there that I haven't seen in forever um, from high school, and, you know, Tricia, she's such a beautiful soul, and she's an introvert, but she was there, and I'm like, the next day, I was like, are you exhausted? Did we wear you out? (laughs) Um, and so, and then like, you know, Tyanne Doan, if you have children in the area that need dentistry, she's a genius, Dr. Doan. Um, and it's just that kind of stuff, just being around those people that just, oh, such good energy and vibes and like just chilling and sitting outside. It was such a freaking nice ass night. There wasn't any wind. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. And we just sat out there with our feet in the pool and, you know, drinking and talking and, oh my God god haven't done that in forever and there were a lot of us that were actually there that the last time rob came into town for christmas before the pandemic really hit we all got together at christmas time in 2019 <laughs> and we're all sitting around staring at each other going we made it through like we made it through guys <laughs> right, right. and and it was like that night was such a fun night too when he was here and And then to have all of the people that were there that night there the other night, you know, again, and then some other people adding to it. And it was just so nice, man. It was great. It was really, really great. Um, and then the next night, the next night, (laughs) guess you're going to be jealous. Guess who I got to actually see and hug on and love on and see in person. I don't know, Miss B and Tim, both of them.
0: <laughs> Aww, <laughs> they're how
1: awesome! They're back, and I was, went to a birthday party for um, Jordan's babysitter, family friends. Um, her, the mom Wendy, the daughter Julie, and then a couple of other friends of theirs, and we had a little little barbecue and and hung out, and um, it was fun. It was it was just fun to see them. Um, How awesome! So. Yes, And I then knew you uh, had two parties. You were going to be quite the party girl. For I, the was, I was. I was. I was. And I was like
0: was happy for you. I wanted you to let your hair down, so to speak, and just kind of have what I got by giving. <laughs> <laughs> my
1: two-week notice <laughs> oh i just yeah. i just it was it was really great just to you know and i think i've said this many times before that to heal depression to heal um trauma to cope with pain you need to have connection you have your people and it was so nice to see different parts of my little tribe and my little world, all whom I love deeply, 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 just to be in the same room as Tim and, uh, and Miss B. And let me just tell you that we, we did, we figured out that Tim and I are soulmates that we didn't know this, but we are like, (laughs) she was like, I feel awkward. She, we were sitting there, we were just chatting. And Tim was like, she wakes up talking and I'm like, I need 30 minutes. And he's like two cups of two drips of coffee, please. And I'm like 30 minutes, like, shh and he was like me too and then i was like now in the evening time if you want to get your word quota out that's fine and then can we move on to serial killers he was like me too and she goes i feel awkward like i'm in between two people dating what is going on here (laughs) and she was like i feel like you and my husband should be married and he was like you might be my soulmate i'm like we might be this might be a thing it's it was just hilarious we were cracking up but yeah um it yeah. was really, really funny, um, but oh god, it's so good. It's good to to be around other people. And then today, uh, another good. I got to go have brunch with my Hopi Bopi, my baby girl Hope, um, and it was oh, it's just so nice, you know. And Jordan, I left. Yeah. I left poor Jordan. I abandoned him here at the house. He's like, "Can I not go?" And I thought he was still going to be asleep when we when I was leaving, but I think my and you, yeah, my and made
0: the plans and-
1: yeah, and my Saturday shower. I think it woke him up. He was like, why is she getting in the shower on a Saturday morning? You know? Right. And he was like, that's not normal. No, it's not. Um, I'm more like a, well,
0: it's good to know that you're unshowered when you, uh, when we get together to
1: record, I'm usually a bath on Saturday night kind of girl, you know. So I was like, I broke the trivet. I'm just teasing you, me too. <laughs> hey, at least I don't show up smelling like I cover up the stench. Um, but anyway, exactly, w-
0: <laughs> exactly. We, yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, we kind of so we had brunch and we got to talk and it was great. And I did, I did extend the offer to her that you know we would love to have her on the show to chat sometime. And oh, yes. and she said she, she's gonna get back to us on that and maybe some Saturday. So that's that's coming in the works, peoples. And I'm very excited yeah. about that. Um, so that was my that was my good. It was all good with peoples and love and fun fest and I
0: mean, you know I was like yeah. Delta
1: variant is gonna come try to kill us all. I'm gonna party like it's 1999 and the world's gonna nice. come to an end. You know. Exactly. Yes, yes, um, exactly. and then, uh, the bad was, um, uh, I just found out that my friend that I see in a community all the time is not going to be there in two weeks. So that's kind of bad. That sucks. Um, yeah,
0: but you know, <laughs> but there is, there is some comfort, you know, because as much as I am excited There is a sadness, too, because I've been there for four years. And during the pandemic, it did hit us uh, in the first part of November. And the administrator and I, we were the med A's, sometimes the CNAs, too, as well as carrying the load of our own job description so there is a lot of love still there in that building for for me you know what I mean and yeah so it is going to be hard to to leave discomfort in knowing that we still have our date every Saturday for recording.
1: This is true. Yes. So really my, my true bad, I mean, it's bittersweet. Like I'm happy for you, but then that, but truly my bad this week has been, um, with the requirements for documentation related to Oasis and home health Mm. and community-based junk, typically i do a lot of uh weekend work on the computer and um i chose to have a life last week (laughs) which means this entire week i have had this monkey on my back of like you're behind you're behind you're still behind hey guess what you're behind um and i had something I, I hate that stress. I hate that pressure. Um, so I'll, I'll I'm going to get it caught up, uh, today and, and tomorrow, you know, this weekend and, and, and next week will be a fresh start. So that's, that's my good and, and my bad. And, um, the ugly is that, um, I know that I've said, you know, I have some Uh, health issues and certain things and um there there are some people who just don't believe that this is an actual diagnosis but they can fuck right off um i i have uh i have fibromyalgia and so as part of fibro which i've learned to deal with with like a lot of cognitive behavioral stuff meditation um letting Thoughts, feelings, and pain pass through me. Like, it will be here, yeah. but it will it will go away. It will be temporary. Right. And then if I can't get it to go away, then I can use certain medications. I don't like opioids. Um, I'm not – I just – I can't. I want them to work when – I need them at some point when I'm old. Um, and so I – because of – and I knew it was happening. I knew it was going to happen the first party I attended <laughs> because I – I'm not
0: thinking about anything that you're doing other than you're enjoying yourself and you're having a good time. And man, I can't believe it's been this long since, since we've I've seen, seen these we people. All got together yep. And, yeah.
1: And at one point, I moved from inside the house to outside the house um, and put my feet in the. I w-
0: need to interrupt you and apologize for the clawing that's going to be heard at the door. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. That is. Probably Clyde trying to get in. Mm. So I apologize. Nah, no worries. Go ahead. I just wanted to explain that.
1: Yeah, no. So I, 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 I went from the inside of the house to the outside, put my feet in the water, and at some point I thought, "Oh God, I'm going to do this party today, and I got to run around and do certain things tomorrow, and then I'm going to go to that party." uh, there's not going to be recovery time for this. There's nope. no, no recovery for this. So I was in a very much, um, pain state all week. <laughs> like my hips hurt. Um, my brain fog was horrendous and it was just really, ugh. so it was, a, it was a
0: great time for just, ah, oh, a breather and to hear that, Yeah, someone it's just Well that stimulation It was a week. Man, it was a week and but but I have been saying that for a while thinking, Yeah, it's been a week. Man, I am so tired of hearing, man, it's been a week.
1: Yeah, and I mean it was
0: and that that feels so when I say it feels so I could feel it inside of me just
1: pulling at
0: me and dragging me down and so I I really I have released
1: that <laughs> which is good. I mean that's a good thing and for me, I mean the week before was great. I've had I've had some really really good weeks. This week was just the fibro fog. Not really sleeping um, over the weekend as well and having just some, you know, and I knew it was going to come. So I was prepared to like, you're just going to have to get through this and then get sleep next weekend. Like you're just going to have to get through it. But there were a couple of, there were a couple of nights, there were a couple of nights this week that I literally sat down. Like usually Thursday, I had a wall of being around people and having because I know my 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 mental capacity and my give capacity, and like when I've hit the wall, I've hit the wall and I hit that wall probably Wednesday or Thursday. And I think I went to bed one night at like seven o'clock at night. I was just like, I can't do anymore. I have to go to bed. I have no more left brain power, physical power, or anything else. And they're just sometimes I just have to do that and move move through it and just deal with it and cope with it. And so it's been, this weekend's been better. I'm not I don't feel like I'll I'll recoup this weekend. That's what I'm saying. And and we'll be all caught up and next week will be a beautiful week.
0: That's kind of how me having to make that change happened. There was just something on, you know, really it was I believe it was Tuesday. It just boom happened and I was like no oh, i'm sh-
1: I, i'm shocked by I this like i'm, I'm dumbfounded I'm
0: i i came back from my dad uh, my stepdad mm. passed away while my husband and i were on vacation mm-hmm. then a month later my mom passed away then boom COVID. then and it seems like there's just keeps being this i don't want to have all of those ties pulling at me. Now, don't get me wrong I I. there are still going to be days that I'm going to leave work going damn what that the, was a day. What the you fuck what was I, that?
1: Like what the fuck was that? Yes.
0: But I'm not going to be going in on my what's supposed to be my free time to make sure documentation is done, assessments are done I'm not going to be woke up in the middle of the night to try and shake off my stupor because I finally went to sleep or now that phone call is going to keep me up an extra hour because my brain's going to keep turning into, you know, with my insomnia because now I got woke up because I, I, I've got to make a decision on a resident's care right then. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to have that. And that feels so wonderful.
1: Yeah, the thought so of it, wonderful. the idea of it. Yeah, um, yeah. that kind of takes me into what I thought we might talk about today. Sure, which we have not ta- which we haven't talked about, which is um, grief.
0: Yeah, we we haven't really talked uh, for the last, really in the last probably a couple of weeks. It's been hit and miss because we've both been so bogged down, really, with just, respo- you know, stuff. It
1: fucking sucks.
0: Responsibilities. Respon-
1: adulting is shit, people, it's a scam. It's you know, It fucking sucks. It's, it's,
0: listen, if we have any young listeners or any uh, listeners who have children and their children hear this, hello listen. You're in this big fire up your ass to grow up, be an adult, have your own place, make your own decisions. I'm here to tell you that is a cult that is trying to make (laughs) you believe that. Stay a child in your parents' house as long as you can. If they try to kick you out, grab a hold of the door frames, dig your heels in make them let you stay there
1: and As listen a listen thing. if you're
0: As a sucks ass and it's not a clean hygiene
1: ass Oh, no, I mean, it's deaf it is a sweaty so. ass crack there with disgusting hairs yeah. and dingleberries <laughs> and gro- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly <Ugh.
0: laughs> I just
1: shave so it doesn't matter for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. TMI, Find TMI, it. TMI. Um so I thought we'd talk about grief. I thought we'd uh, talk about uh, grief. Oh.
0: Uh,
1: uh, uh. Yeah, it I mean uh, there are stages to grief and no I haven't looked them up, but you know that denial, bargaining, uh you know, uh, there
0: yeah, there's
1: five. There's the Denials first. It didn't. it's not happening
0: then there's the anger
1: definitely Barga- uh, bargaining like if you will just make this person come back i'll never do this again or that again or you know any of those so that,
0: that, that bargaining yeah yeah um and you know, I, I i
1: i can't remember the fourth to- one what's the fourth one
0: you know what? Hang
1: on, cause. Uh. And then I know. Then you move to acceptance, and let me just tell you that it's a spectrum that you I can never... be angry and bargaining and in denial all at the same time. And then you can move to acceptance one day, and then you just grab it back, and you're back into anger. And um. Yeah,
0: it's not. Um, I don't oh, I was so wrong. We have a choice. Um, because I am reaching out to our good friend Google and one place it says there are seven, another place says there are twelve. And oh Jesus. I would I would see how and now that I'm reading glancing at the seven, I can see Yes, there are seven for sure. I haven't looked at the 12. I'm going to glance at those. There are two. I, I only see seven and I think they're going back just using another version of maybe one of the previous seven. so um, the seven emotional stages of grief are usually understood to be shock or disbelief. Denial. Denial, bargaining, oh, guilt, mm. uh, anger, depression, and acceptance slash hope.
1: Okay, I can see that.
0: Now, I'm not sure what the hope is. Is hope that you're going to hope that? you get to see them again
1: one day? Is that mm-hmm. where the hope is? Yeah, or the, the the thought that at least they're not suffering anymore is sometimes a hopeful thing to think. Or it got, like, when my friend Kenley, who I've known all my life, um, passed away from breast cancer, fuck you, cancer, I hate you, um, I got to a point one day where I remembered... How much fun we had?
0: Yeah.
1: Hang on. Hmm. Who Did't expect that you to know. come up? <laughs> I
0: know. It's, it's funny. It's funny how something... To scrap
1: you. Ooh, um, how much fun we had, and how much we laughed, and all of the things was more than the sadness than that she's gone. Um, and clearly, I will never get over it. I will never get over that. Ever, you just don't. No. Wow. No. You don't. And um, people who are like, Well, it's been so long, aren't you over it yet? No, fuck you. I'm never gonna get over it. Thank you very much. No. And and, and normalizing this, you know, like all of the sudden I'm crying about it again. Normalizing right. talking about it. Like I reach out to her mom all the time and I'm like, Hey, I went by this egg girl place and I thought about Kinley today, or I had wontons, I thought about Kinley. Oh, hey, it's her birthday. This sucks. Love you guys. You know, and people think, "Oh God, if they're not thinking about it, don't bring it up." Honey, they're thinking about it, <laughs> right. and at least you know, they, at least they know that somebody else cares. That somebody else remembers.
0: Um, the grief that I'm in right now, of course, is from my stepfather, and my stepfather's isn't as. Complicated, complicated. (laughs) My stepfather had five, I think, maybe four heart attacks. I mean, three of those were within two years. Even though it had been a while, he he was he was older. He had it. My my mother was an exact, exactly, exactly to the day a month after his now I knew her life without him would not probably be long I knew because she's my mother and there are going to be people that when they hear this they may not like hearing this uh, my mother wasn't exactly Mentally stable all the time. Sure. She did have some mental diagnosis, uh, depression. There was, uh, you know, um, things that come with depression. Stuff there. um, My mother and I also had a troubled relationship off and on throughout my entire life. Understand.
1: Um, yep understand
0: and and it wasn't there were times that when it was good it was good when it was bad it was bad and there was it got to a point where there was more bad really than good um and i had to put some distance there for my own mental health Hmm. you know not that i have any more issues than really the next person but I didn't want to make any either you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but with her passing that does not mean even in the troubled times it didn't mean that I didn't reach out to her it didn't mean
1: that you didn't love her
0: I didn't love her any less um or that her passing was going to be any easier for me to accept um and 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 move through you know and I had basically in her sickness because her and my stepfather did pass away with uh being COVID positive, so it was during a time where you couldn't get in to see them. Um, My last conversation with my mom, she couldn't respond. Um, I think she did respond, though, uh, when she, you know, increased heart rate and things like that, a little... uh, uh, uh,
1: Physical change.
0: Physical change, Um, but it was through a tablet, through video you know it wasn't me sitting there holding her hand telling her right you know um i had to say everything i needed to say through a computer uh the staff though at the hospital they handled it magnificently but to come back i had two weeks off during her sickness and her death and then i went right back into work and
1: under covid restrictions and pressure yeah and it's so i don't even think you've had a whole hell of a lot of
0: allow you have to allow no matter what you feel and can set yourself up with what your responsibilities are what you have to take care of what you have to do yeah allowing yourself time to go through each and every one of these stages and then back
1: and then back and then forward and then back to them again
0: serve the time that it takes you and 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 the the space
1: yes yes
0: you're not going to it's not like when you go to work and you you make your to-do list because i am a carry a clipboard around with a to-do list and I have to mark it off or highlight it or something when it's done. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: That, that I know. Me you're so type A and I'm so type whatever. Is it Z at the end of the... I and mean, I am like my, not.
0: As, as you will see, and it will help you, uh, and uh, it, it, it will help that my calendar, it is color-coded, mm-hmm. uh, personal and work. I, yes, I am that person. But... The stages of grief are not like a to do list where you go to one and then the other and then the and poof, you're done. You're going to bounce all over and you're going to have a combination.
1: Yes.
0: Of all of, all of the sometimes. things. Grief. Yes. There is no time. There is no er- It's. It comes with a wallop. Comes with a wallop.
1: Of emotions and we, I mean, and and that's the thing is people. I've noticed this like trend of watching like, if I watch TikTok videos or reels or certain things with, listen to certain podcasts uh, for you know like advice podcasts from, oh, uh, the Love Drive for example. Love that guy, you know, and um, and and a lot yeah. of people are like, how do I get over feeling. You know like oh i was kind of infatuated with this guy and he's moved on with this other girl and i feel sad how do i move out of that and was like don't like stop trying to stop we need to stop not feeling the feelings feel the feelings please feel them
0: allow yourself the opportunity to feel everything you're feeling because you deserve Mm -hmm. to have those feelings acknowledge them you can't work through them and pass them no. if you don't acknowledge them hey okay i'm sorry i'm going to share something with you i mean uh, the first step in most supportive
1: 12 step type programs for addictions and hello to
0: be able to make some kind of plan to move through it or don't even make a plan
1: you cut out Non-planer. really hard. You said the first step in what?
0: The first step is acceptance. Yeah. You have to you have to accept where you are right. in order to either A be a planner and make a plan on how you're gonna move through it, or be a non planner and just grab the seat of your pants and fly through. You know what I mean? I you, do. You have to get your ground.
1: And I and and, you know, I, I feel like if you stuff these uncomfortable feelings, they're uncomfortable. No one wants to sit and cry in, on a freaking podcast. But if you, if you sit with that discomfort for a little bit, it will pass through and it's cathartic. <laughs> you know, then it's otherwise it's going to be stuffed into you and you're going to be have disease, disease, something. It's going to come out one way or another.
0: Growth in your comfort zone. And that (sighs) can fit in so many aspects. Yep. And there is another thing. Someone said to me once, this person was uh, one of my administrators uh, in an assisted living facility that I worked in years ago she said to me because I am yes type A and I am high strung and Mm -hmm. I am me she said there is power in the pause
1: right right.
0: and you know when she said that to me of course I'm sitting on the other side of the desk so my first thought was what the fuck what do I do with that there is power in the pause well thank you for your help Mm. um But because I do consider her a dear friend, um, I tossed that around a bit because obviously she's not going to tell me something that doesn't have some kind of teeth to it. You know what I mean? Especially in that situation. And Mm -hmm. so I tossed it around. And, you know, that is one of the most powerful phrases that I go back to sometimes. There is... Power in the pause you you have to take a pause to just allow yourself whatever you need at that moment when you are going through grief and it doesn't matter if it's eight months a year uh 10 15 years 20 years down the road if you have lost someone dear to you there is still when you're 90 there is going to be uh, still something that shoots a memory that will grab you if you have your memory (laughs) (laughs) but no even in someone with dementia sometimes now I'm getting off the grief just a minute but sometimes even in dementia that's why there can be Uh, agitation or certain feelings with a caregiver because you remind them of something or something triggered a memory or so yes even with dementia you have memories that are going to pop up and there is no time on grief um yeah yep good um sorry i i had to take a pause um and i'm trying to look and see what these 12 stages are yeah and they're not really it's it's not really stages it's more 12 steps in grief process
1: Ooh, that's interesting what is it saying
0: And grief is, yes, I agree that, yes, grief is a process because you have to move through it. You cannot. (laughs) Oh,
1: you you, can try. You can can try.
0: (laughs) Well, and okay, let me rephrase that because you can. And there are people, unfortunately, who have done exactly this. And I myself uh, have done that before where you stop, you get stuck in certain stages Ugh.
1: and, Ugh, and yeah. so
0: you you don't want you just want to visit them. You don't want to stop and pay rent. And you don't need to move in, in. No, you don't um, need to and, move in. No. Okay. So what I'm cutting you off. I apologize. Uh
1: uh-uh. uh I think that um you know for me people that are part of my <laughs> spectrum of grief, um I feel I owe their legacy, my living a full life, a happy life. Um, does that make sense?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, and yes, I got to, but I also do understand those people who for just a split moment think I don't know that I can do this without you and I want answers and the only way to get them is
1: <laughs> join you on to, the other side
0: <laughs> to join you on the other side but then that also then brings in whatever your creator is if, if you may have one whatever you believe then, then you get trapped because wait a minute Life is precious and you are not supposed to take it. You know what I mean?
1: You're not oh, to sure. Yeah. And I, th- th- I think I, 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 I have said it that way. I know. I understand the kind of pain that people are, I mean, that level of pain. Oh, I can't even imagine living a life where you feel like this is so painful that if I could, I would need to stop it.
0: And this is the only way. This is the I, only I, I way can, to make it
1: end, you know?
0: I can honestly say. Yes. I have felt that.
1: Oof. I am sorry. Um, I am sorry. But,
0: but luckily for me. And Yes my faith I was able to make myself see that there was light at the end of the tunnel it may not have looked the way I wanted it to it may not but Mm. there was light you know and Things aren't always going to be the way you want them to.
1: Appear, rarely, so. rarely, they're. Um, it's rarely going to be on. the way you want it.
0: Hold on, hold on. I'm too much. I'm too much of a little scrapper uh, to. You know, um, when I feel I need to be, and sometimes I just. You got to remind yourself. Wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. This is not bigger. This is not bigger than me and all that I am and
1: mm. and I carry I carry them and their legacy as long as I'm alive and I remember them, so are they.:
0: Well, but i
1: like if people I don't knew, believe, if people don't and yes, believe in: and
0: Yes I've done that, and I knew I've known, of course, oh my gosh, I' consider myself. Fairly smart. Um, Maybe not always book smarts. I may have to read things a few times, but I do have a lot of street smarts, Mm -hmm. I feel, um, which is good and bad. But it's hard. Um, My biological dad passed away many, many years ago. Mm I had an amazing stepfather who raised me. Oh my gosh, he was a fabulous man. Now he he was not um, the stepfather that passed away a month before my mom. Okay. She uh, had been married a few times. Uh, but the man that raised me, yes, I was able when he died, I was able to spend the last six of his the last six hours of his life with him. Now he was not able to respond to me other than tear by tears when I talked and said certain things. Mm-hmm. So yes, hearing is the last thing to go.
1: It is. Yeah. They've actually it, done really they've is, done they've really done, really they've done EEG studies were, on this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um but when he passed away two days before Christmas,
1: mm.
0: <laughs> so you make funeral arrangements on Christmas Eve, Christmas mm. is never the same. Nope. After that, no matter how many years it is, um, I still had my mom. I still had the man that she was married to and had been married to for years. Mm-hmm. So not that Jean ever took the place of my stepdad, who I never considered as a stepdad. He was my dad. He raised me. Yeah. No no disrespect to my biological dad, but he raised me. He was there every sniffle, every time I needed him. Even when he and my mother got divorced, he was disabled from the railroad and he fought to pay child support on me. Yeah. (laughs) Too, because I was just as much as his daughter as my brother matter of fact he had me first because I was older um with my mom passing I don't I don't have I don't have a parent I'm
1: you're an orphan you're an orphan
0: And, and I actually did in in my BFF's apartment in Kansas City, I did have a little bit of a of a take me to my knees moment. Like I'm an orphan. I have I have no parents. I mean, when something happens, you want to call and tell your mom or your dad. And now I now I have neither. But wait a minute, I had to green light that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not an orphan, I do have parents. They have just passed away and I, I still have those memories and,
1: and and every lesson they've taught you, right And like
0: now, and, and now, you know, I fought for years not to be parts of my mom mm. that you know. Uh, and oh, I that know. And now she's gone, yeah. it, it was very hard for me for a little while to look in the mirror because, oh, 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 I see every day where I always said I looked so much like my dad because he was... Uh, over six foot he was thin built um (laughs) he was a toothpick yeah uh he was he was a very thin built man you know Mm -hmm. um my mother on the other hand was five maybe five four five five Mm mm-hmm I know if she could be here today, she would say that she was 5'6", 5'7", but no, she wasn't. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was overweight most of her life. And I would always say, I'm not my mom. I don't even look like her. I'm, I'm like, I'm my dad, you know, uh... But now I look in the mirror and I can see everywhere that I do have her, and so uh, that is kind of good and bad.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh but you know, it's those things that... yeah, grief, grief can. Grief can be a monster. Oof. And um, it, it does take a lot. to move through the process and it says here here are 12 steps in grief process
1: okay hit hit us with it let's see
0: recover from a loved one's death requires more than
1: time no shit
0: exactly I'm like really we needed to have that as number one yes
1: Um, (laughs) because people don't realize that like my grandfather passed away in the late 90s I'm never going to get over that like my grandmother died in kindergarten I'm never going to get over that now I'm I'm more accepting of it I am you know I see a cardinal and I'm like hey granddad good to see you checking in you know those things and you do move through to where it's easier most days I can talk about Kinley without bawling not today right. um <laughs> so right, right, yeah
0: right
1: it's uh, more than time
0: is universal grievers are distinctive Yeah. shock initiates us into mourning grief causes depression grief is hazardous to our health no it's not grief, grief is not hazardous <laughs>
1: It causes distress, yes, but hazardous to our health. I think not grieving is hazardous to your health.
0: Yes, but I could also see where reading this differently, grief is hazardous to your health. Because if it gets to the point where you can't carry yourself through that rut on your own, do not be afraid to go to your doctor and say, not that I have but I'm using it as an example because it's my
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right now. Yeah.
0: go to your personal physician and if you don't have one go to the nearest I don't know urgent care clinic
1: or I'm or there's them. online places that you can go to to get a script like you can go yeah. online to you know not BetterHelp or not like Talkspace but there is one out there that you can get a psychiatrist to write you a script if you need so
0: and and it you know and sometimes, sometimes your primary care physician may feel comfortable giving you a light antidepressant yep. to see if that with and I'm sure they're going to suggest or they should some support groups. There's all kinds of recovery groups. Recovery groups are not just for
1: alcoholics no, or no. um
0: uh people who are uh addicted to
1: anything something
0: anything sex uh,
1: gambling food any of that food um but you can healthy toxic relationships i mean there are recovery groups to everything you can google
0: anything in the
1: world and you can go to you could call any local hospice and say, when is your grief support group? And you could attend, even oh, if your loved is a one- That's a
0: good one, thank you. Yes. yes. Most, most hospices have a bereavement.
1: Oh no, 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 no. That's a COP. Every single solitary hospice has a bereavement group. It's a condition of participation. They don't get licensed unless they have a bereavement counselor and a, a chaplain that does bereavement, period. It is a condition of Very participation. Good. It's a cop. So yeah. Um,
0: it says grievers need to know their normal.
1: Huh. What's that? What is normal? Please somebody define normal, because that seems to um, be a cycle on my washing machine and my dishwasher. That's it. that's it.
0: And I'm not sure who who gets to say what normal is. I think what they're normal, meaning is what is my your is way different than somebody else's.
1: Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like my. Okay. My thing is, like, I'm an empath, so I feel, and, and, and I also am a trauma survivor, so I feel feelings extremely big. Like, I feel big yeah. feelings. Like, I feel feelings more than... And my daughter's very much the same way. My son is yeah. very much the same we way. Know. We feel feelings very big. And we are okay with that. Like, it's normal yeah. for us. Other people don't... And it's not like I'm a... Whoa, like, I'm a dramatic uh, drama queen when it comes to that. No, I just feel the feelings... Even in a room, I feel feelings. I feel right. them big.
0: Like, I think we're more maybe like uh, like got a little bit of a sixth sense yep. about certain things. Like we pick up, we're very, or at least I am very sensitive. Like if I walk into a room.
1: And there's first tension. Of all,
0: first of all, I'm not going to have my back to the room. And mm. I'm going to be able to pick up on a vibe of is this good or, or bad? Bad, Yeah. Uh, and there are times there was a place in Jamesport, Missouri. It's an antique shop. And they have a room in the back. That where they I murder with Were... a group of girlfriends and I could not cross the threshold. I was like, uh, Nope, that is bad. Negative juju feeling. I, I can't go near it. I'm sorry. Y'all have fun. I'll look around out here. And they even tried to like pull me in and taught me "Mm, sorry I
1: cannot do no bye no yeah I'm the same way I I, yeah Uh the same thing it's almost that but but I think what they're meaning is like know your own baseline so that you know when you're too low or too high or too like maybe that's what they mean
0: and what you're kind of like what we've already said whatever you're feeling that's okay unless really well and no I can't say unless because I could see there are times that yes uh, I was going to say, unless you want to go hurt someone. Now, you may.
1: In your anger want, face, nope. fantasize a little bit about that. You
0: want to, <laughs> uh, but, but know, know you're normal and when you can and when you can't. And I'm sure I'm supposed to say here it's never okay to hurt someone, but I'm sorry. Uh, we can make that a whole... Whole different topic for another. Well, recording, okay. There are so, times when I think it's okay that I'm I'm probably you should just plan on I'm going to hurt you.
1: Yeah. That, that um, but like example, my grandfather was murdered. We've we've discussed this before. Um, it is okay to be like super angry that it's still considered unsolved and they're not working on it. It is okay for me to be like, you know, the frustration that's there. I kind of am accepting of that fact because they pretty much know who it was, but it's still unsolved. I'm. It's okay when we were there to be, I was more, um, this is so sad that he had to end his life, you know, his life had to end this way. Um, my mother's son was angry to the point where, you know, he was ready to shoot the face off of a guy at Seven Eleven. You know, if you could convince me that that guy is the one that did it, I'd shoot him right now. That type of anger felt very unhealthy to me. It still feels that way. However, if that's your expression of grief, then that's your expression of grief. But to me, it just perpetuates a cycle of violence. And it is not, it doesn't, it's not going to bring him back. Even if you shot the guy in the face at at 7-Eleven and it was the guy who murdered our grandfather viciously, doesn't bring my grandfather back.
0: <laughs> I guess and now you're gonna work through the grieving process behind bars because
1: and then you get to fight. then you and, then and you and get to face the fact that you just did to their family who is innocent in this. you just created an entire other family now dealing with the same grief that when does it end when who stops killing at that point?
0: You are correct. So as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, now wait a minute you're stuck in your own grief and all the stuff that's going on with that, that we don't talk about. Um, uh, cause you know, there's sometimes when there's a death, then you have all of the drama that goes with it. Mm Um, Mm -hmm. cause death does crazy stuff to people. And who does it? Then there's any kind of money involved. Um, and it doesn't even have to be money. It could just be anything. It just, it's, Grief makes people do crazy, crazy things. So what I used I to was saying, you know, I could see where there are times that, yeah, harden somebody would be okay. And first thing that came to mind was, yeah, you hurt my kids, my family, uh, then it's on. But in the same sense that I would want to, chances are I'm not going to because I they're not going to truly be worth me getting my own life affected in that manner because okay you're going to go to jail yep for her you're now you're going to you know uh, affect your life in such a negative negative way that is is that worth it and the answer is no. So, yes, you may want to call, you know, to hurt someone, but no. Okay, then the other stage, or what it says, is, I'm sorry, I had to reload because it says see more, see more, and I'm trying to see more. Okay, we said recovery, recover from a loved one's death requires more than time. Uh...
1: No, you're normal.
0: No, you're normal. Okay. Grievers suffer guilt feelings. Well, duh. Yep. Uh, grief makes people angry.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Emotional upheaval characterizes grievers. I don't really understand that. Okay, I'm going to have to...
1: Say that again. What?
0: And then I'm going to have to read what it says underneath it. It says, emotional upheaval characterizes grievers. Oh, I
1: could see that. You get a little dramatic. You're not at your best. You're not at your best.
0: So, here's what it says. A loved one's death disrupts, which, yes, now it explains it in the first sentence. A loved one's death disrupts emotional balance. The variety and intensity of feelings seem overwhelming other grievers and counselors can help us interpret and deal with these feelings as we come to understand what we experience sure we can find appropriate ways to ventilate our emotions and to channel them constructively true yes yes Yes. Mm -hmm. okay number 10 grievers often lack yep direction, and purpose.
1: Mm, I could see that. You get distracted a lot because of yes, it's so, so overwhelming. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It says at times in the grieving process, a kind of drifting occurs. Yep. Mourners find familiar and necessary activities difficult. We prefer to daydream about what was or fantasize about what might have been.
1: Mm. oh gosh Oh gosh, uh, gosh, gosh that hurts
0: we... <laughs> what
1: i said that hurts that's painful stop
0: <laughs> if we can foster gratitude for the past and begin to assess our potential for the future this will prove a passing phase not a permanent state okay exactly 11 healing brings here's the hope Healing brings hope to grievers. It takes time and effort, but gradually hope dawns for bereaved people. We learn to express emotions without embarrassment or apology. We cherish memories, bittersweet though they are. We begin to feel concerned for and show interest in others. We make decisions and assume responsibility for ourselves. The example of the recovered griever helps us discover and develop our own potential.
1: I can see that. Hmm.
0: Yes. And, okay, yes, here this should be number 12. Survivors reaffirm themselves and choose life. Eventually, grievers recognize and embrace a healing truth. Grief has changed me because it will it will change you you will never it has be to be the same you may continue the same routine every yep. day you may can cons- do the same things oh but you will never be the same
1: it and that's will why i keep saying you. i will never get over that because people are like i'll oh, just get over it no you will never get over it because it forever changes you incorporate yeah. the... And I think you start to realize that it's a single side. Like, the relationship never dies. Like, I'm forever laughing and saying, Kinley's on the wind or hi to my granddad. That's the, you know, that's the cardinal yeah. and all of those things because you incorporate a, that relationship is a one-way street. I can't reach out and call my granddad or type a letter to him or he's not going to type one to me. But when a cardinal shows up, on a wire there's his
0: letter, there's his letter, there's his way. You That's just, it. it. Seems like we don't always get what we want exactly no. the way we want it. No. Sometimes and you're still getting it. You just have to realize how you're receiving it exactly or and how it's coming at you so you can receive it little and nods yes. from
1: the universe that their energy still remains as long as i am pulling their energy to me you know what i'm saying or
0: yeah. and they will live in a good in a positive way with your good memories because now you're not gonna want to once you lose that person and they're no longer here, yep. you don't think about all of the bad. Now now you're reminiscing and you're thinking of the good. So sure. it's like they live on in a good, positive
1: way. Sure, The sure. bad...
0: The bad memories, yeah, they're still there. You just don't pull those up as
1: much. Sometimes I pull them up and I laugh because Kinley and I used to laugh because we we would have fights, like fight fights, you know, and stuff. And then Mm -hmm. later on when we kind of reconciled that time because we were roommates together in college and shouldn't have been – And so then later in life, once we reconciled those, that, that gap in time and that, those, those fights, like we would laugh. Cause I mean, I literally was like, could you just pick a freaking day and be happy? Could you just pick one, pick a damn day? And so she would like, when we were bitching about stuff, she'd look at me and she'd be like, just pick a day. And I'd be like, you pick a day, you know? So we would, you know, and you just realize that those are the things that are like, oh, that's funny, (laughs) you know? and so you just you move through it you move that's why i say you you incorporate certain things and you just realize that relationship is still there it's just sort of one-sided. It's not like yeah. you're going to hear their voice again unless they've recorded themselves on a podcast and you're only going to listen to that episode or whatever, but it's, it's not so like you're going right. to you're not going to talk to them. You're not going to have a conversation with them again. You're not going to get their viewpoint on this weird thing or, you know, make a joke or go to the movies right. anymore. You're not getting that. But when you go to the movies and you think about them because you're watching that one stupid movie that y'all would have totally made fun of, they're still kind of there. Right, yes. You're still kind of there. So,
0: so it says, grief has changed me, but has not destroyed me. I've discovered new things about myself. I can build on strengths, develop through adversity. I'm no longer my old self, but I'm still me. I face the future with confidence. Life is worth living because I can love and be loved. That's so it. with that, for me, that right there, my mother was always so proud of the nurse I was. And and uh, when I got into management and how I handled it, uh, that was something that she always said, I can't believe how you do that, sissy. I could never, I couldn't. That would she just couldn't you know Mm -hmm. and so for me to be my best me that's how I am supposed to get through it you know Um, and accept those little punches as they come yeah we have to you know They will, they will, since I have gone through, of course, the grief of losing a parent with my dad. Uh, I believe it may be 14 years this year uh, of his passing. So I have moved through and I have gotten to the point where I can talk about him and it not hurt so bad yeah, that it makes me cry so I know that I will get to that point point and, yeah. and at times I can talk about my mom and it not hurt and not the last time I saw her through that video screen flash before me you know mm-hmm. uh, you just you just gotta keep moving through yeah there's only two choices there's only two choices you you keep moving through and you pick up your feet every day no matter how hard it is and just keep putting one foot in front of the other or you lay down and you let it consume you
1: that's it that's it
0: And you give in and you stay stuck where you never move through. No. And is that really living?
1: No. No. And doesn't
0: doesn't the person that you're mourning be your best, whether it be
1: just be you. I don't even think you have to be your best. Just continue to be you to try to be your best because there are days I am not at my best and I cannot be my best I don't have it in me to be my best but I strive toward the next time I can improve on that that's
0: what what I meant was every day I am my best but my best may not be
1: my best (laughs) the best me the best version of me yes there
0: you go but this is the best that i can do today today yes i'm lucky that i was able to To get up get dressed and i'm here because and i I really don't want to be
1: yeah and i think it's it's also okay to have little moments like i did at the beginning of this like oh out of the blue that i didn't expect those tears and that's okay even though uh it's been you know several years it hasn't been you know i can talk about my grandfather and generally not break down and ball my head off because it's been uh, 22 three years you know what i'm saying like and it's like eh, you know each grief
0: each loss each time you travel through those steps of grief it is different it doesn't look the same just because Oh, this is the third aunt I've lost. Or, okay, yeah, okay, I lost her
1: all my grandparents are dead. Different. You know, and it's it's not, and it's it's compounding, and it's it's certain things hurt more than other things hurt in different ways. And it is okay to be like, oh, I thought I was doing better. And then get gut punched in the middle of the ice cream aisle. Uh, no, it's never the ice cream aisle. Get gut punched in the in the freaking taco seasoning aisle. No, still that's good. Um, On the cracker aisle. You know what I'm saying? Like at Walmart. And you're like, I wasn't expecting to break down in the middle of Walmart and not even on the ice cream aisle. This is inconvenient. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, it's okay to have those moments of like, oh this still sucks, you know, and then, and then be like, but, but it sucks and it's okay too. You know, it is what yeah. it is. It is what it is. And I, I know some people hate that phrase, but you're just going to have to get over it because it is what it is. It is how it is and feel those feelings yeah. and work through those feelings and connect with other people who have similar feelings. Like I've gotten closer to some of, you know, Kinley's friends just because we share a it's never the same type of grief, but we right. share a similar understood grief and pain. And I don't know what it would be like to be her parents who are the nicest, sweetest human beings on the face of the planet and should have never had to go through what they had to go through. Mm-hmm. And every time I reach out, it's like she always will say, you know, and I, I would rather reach out and say something stupid um, than to sit and worry um. And not say anything at all and make her think that she's alone or he's alone um, in their grief you're not alone right. in this grief you're not you're right. not alone and i think everyone who goes through grief would say i'd rather you say something really dumb to me than to pretend like nothing is happening
0: right that it never that that person never existed it's like now it's silence
1: you know because grief Um, is an individual thing like it said at the beginning it's a it's a universal on an individual level everyone understands what it's like to grieve loss loss of a pet loss of a loved one loss of an idea of a relationship loss of a real relationship loss loss of a family
0: loss
1: of some everybody has lost in this life (laughs) yes and some have lost a lot more than others, but I think people can understand that if it's never mentioned and you just boot, st- boot pick yourself up by the bootstraps, don't cry, real men, don't do that, and you just move on because there's nothing you can do about it, it can get to be a very lonely place.
0: Yeah.
1: And now, that makes it harder. We've,
0: we've talked about grief and we've mentioned I read through the seven stages. Now, I did notice something on the bottom as I was thinking to myself, you know what? We didn't really touch on the stages, okay? Yes. But in, in while I was listening to you trying not to interrupt because I do have a bad habit of that, <laughs> um, I saw what was not in bold print, and it says, and this this is important, I think, to know, and then I want to touch a little bit on each one of these stages, because someone, if it's their first time, they may not understand that it's okay, this is a stage you just have, you know, you were working through, okay? Mm-hmm. So it says, symptoms of grief, can be emotional, physical, mm-hmm. social, and religious in nature. Yeah. Because emotional, because you feel them. Physical, because you physically hurt. Yeah. Socially, because what I get from that is the Does isolation. It, and and there's a separation. Other people because you're sad you you don't maybe you're embarrassed because you feel like you've been sad longer than they may think you need to be
1: well and there is a when when somebody dies that social that social um, relationship ends so it impacts that part of your social life as well
0: yes thank you for that's one thing I love about us being friends and us how we are is that Yes, you can, You show me a different way. You know what I mean? A different way of seeing something or understanding something. And it's funny even with this as an example. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Or religious in nature, because I want everyone to know that no matter what your quote unquote religious beliefs, what your higher power, whatever you believe, It is okay for you in your stage of anger where you're mad that person was taken from this world where you can no longer see them as you once did. It is okay to be mad at your religious, what's the phrase, your religious
1: identifying Uh, uh, power you can get pissed off at god is what she's trying to say it's okay to be mad at god for taking them from you it's also okay to be god mad at god for how they got taken it's also okay it's also okay to be mad at them for leaving as much as you're sad that they're gone you can get pissed off at them for leaving you that's yeah that's normal
0: yes okay so of course the first stage shock or disbelief and i say the first stage because yes that is usually i think the first maybe it goes with the second but anyway there is no true order i don't think but anyway shock or disbelief i think that's a duh no-brainer that yeah. you're shocked that that person is no longer here and you just wait my my mom could not have just passed away uh, my stepdad, her husband, just passed away exactly one month before that on the day I came home from vacation. Okay, I'm so, yes, you're shocked, disbelief. They couldn't be gone. Denial, I think, kind of is the same there. Denial, disbelief, and shock, they're gone. They can't be gone. I could not have just lost that person. Bargaining, I will do anything if you bring that person back if you just bring them back don't take them let them make that through this
1: i'll i tell you what why don't you take me instead of them uh yes,
0: because some of these stages happen if some of these stages can happen while you're dealing with a loved one who is sick who is in the process of actively dying they don't necessarily have to have already stopped Breathing you, for these stages.
1: And let me tell you if it's you start. have a loved one who has dementia or Alzheimer's, you grieve mm-hmm. before they, you lose them before you lose them. So you Don't grieve. They lose them. And every little step and decline down in their condition is another loss and another opportunity to grieve a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then when they're gone, gone, you think you're going to be just fine and you're not sometimes. And sometimes you are and that's okay too.
0: You know, I used to say when I managed um, a dementia behavioral unit or when I was doing the dementia support group, I would say how I that it was, and explained to them, it's okay to go through these stages now. Yes, you grieve them twice. You're grieving because of of the loss of the parent that they, or the person in your life, or just the person that they once were, and then you grieve again when they're finally no longer here on this earth.
1: Yep. Then...
0: Then, yes, so we did the bargaining, your bargaining, the guilt, the guilt
1: that you're here and they're not. Right. I turned, I turned, she, Kinley was older than me. This is my, my big example of that. Kinley, Kinley was older than I was. And when I finally turned 45, I was like, oh my God, she never got to be 45. Now I'm 40. You know what I mean? Like, Uh right. Yes. and and there was a little, and I knew what was going on, but I was just like, oh, this hurts a little, yeah. you know, like oh, yeah. she never got to be yeah. here. <laughs> like,
0: yes, and and the question of why me, yes. why them, yeah, why, you know. What do I do
1: anger. with that? What yes. do I do with that? This isn't fair. And then the right. anger of like, you hooker, you are always going to be younger than me now. <laughs> right, exactly. And I know exactly. that I'm making kind of light of it and it's a little trivial, but it is a fact. It's, this is really what happened yep. to me, you know, like, oh, you right. know.
0: So you got to miss all of this, you know, the wait a minute. <sighs> <Yeah>. <sighs>
1: I'm so thankful. Yeah. I'm so thankful that she didn't have to go through COVID, and I am thankful that she didn't have to be here during the uptick in Asian hate. Like, mm. Yes. Uh, but I'd also like to talk to her about it. Yeah. So. Um,
0: then, then there's the depression, which uh, I think that's kind of a no-brainer, too, except... Sometimes it may be hard and a fine line of sad and depression. Depression also has different stages. Yeah. And there is a stage of depression when, like we spoke and mentioned earlier, when it, your depression is to the point that it is affecting your true functionality and your ability to truly push through the
1: day. Well, please, n- it, please seek help if you ha- my 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 standard line on this is are you still interested in enjoying doing the things that you typically like to do? If the answer is no, please speak to somebody.
0: Right. And it doesn't I mean, it could be just a friend, someone that you feel comfortable with don't hold it in vent it out don't don't make yourself a pressure cooker because uh in case for anyone young enough not to know what a pressure cooker is is a pressure cooker is an instant
1: pot will... it's come back remember what Instapots. pots it's come back everybody knows what a pressure cooker is
0: yeah, but an in Instapot, is it really gonna blow up if you don't release the pressure?
1: Yeah, people have tried to force it open and ended up in the emergency room with it blowing up on their face, which is why people are typically scared to use it. Here's my here's my example. If you had a tea kettle, just listen to a thing this week when I, and they were they were talking about tea kettling. If you have a tea kettle and it didn't have the hole to whistle the steam out, it would explode. It's a bomb. Pressure cookers yes, were the same go. thing. Yep.
0: Don't don't get yourself to a point that you are that bomb and you're the person who's about ready to now go postal. Don't do that to yourself. Don't. Or,
1: you or anybody deserve... else around you. Or, Tea kettle. Or,
0: yes, anyone else around you. Because yep. uh, trust me, if you're going through these stages, anyone in your life, even if they didn't know the person you're grieving, they are truly walking through this with you, whether you have friends, um, a significant other in any capacity, coworkers, whatever they are walking through this with you. So truly you are never alone. You may feel it, but you aren't, you aren't alone. Even, even reach out to a coworker that you didn't think you had any type of relationship with just say, Hey man, I need to talk. Do you have a second? And just talk, don't don't stay in depression. Remember all of these stages, and I haven't even read the last one yet, uh, but I'm getting ready to, all of these stages, they are a place, they are stepping stones.
1: They're a place to visit. To help
0: get you through the process of this journey.
1: And you go back and forth. You can get to a point of anger and then guilt and then go back to denial. Like, no, they're not here. I'm going to call them on the phone real quick. And you pick up the phone to call them and you go, son of a bitch. And and then the depression kicks in again and you just are frozen in that for a second. It can happen all in one day, you know.
0: (laughs) Or you go go months and then you flip to a radio station and you hear a song playing that you used to get... In trouble for because you played it too long, too loud, you know, yeah. and then you go back and forth in those stages. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And then the last stage is the acceptance and hope. Mm-hmm. So now you've accepted that, yes, no matter how shitty of a situation it is, this did happen. That person is no longer here in that capacity. Yep. But there's hope that that person is going to live on through your memories and your stories mm-hmm. and and your sharing of that person and that experience.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Yeah. So remember symptoms of grief they can come with a lot of power and punch, but you are in control. No, you're not. In no, you're control. not in
1: control of anything. We're Systems not. Control is an free. illusion. You you can control. You are you- correct. You are correct. I started to misbe. <laughs>
0: symptoms of grief can be emotional physical social or religious in nature
1: and they are manageable and you can live through them you can you really can. yes you can yes you can you can can. and reach out like like you know there are plenty of places and people who will sit in that uncomfortable place with you knowing that we can't fix it, knowing that it can't be fixed and help you to process through what you need to process through but feel the feelings don't, tea kettle, feel the feelings let it come out a little bit, you know let the steam valve go
0: yeah and sometimes grief, you can go through the stages of grief and it doesn't have anything to do with losing a loved one No, you can go through these stages of grief with losing a job losing your house uh losing your health
1: yes you know
0: i mean you can go through stages of grief you we grieve all all kinds of all
1: the things all kinds of a pet oh my gosh a pet it's awful
0: yes okay but look can we switch gears let's shift okay so what have you been listening to (sighs)
1: <sighs> plotting through the presidents. I, I got back with Tell Him Steve, Dave. Oh, they had two episodes that I didn't even know were there. And um I knew one was there, but then I found two and was so happy. It just made me laugh right out loud. They're like, they're like friends that, you didn't know you needed, and then you listen to them, and you're like, "The boys." She, are- you
0: listen to them, and then you realize, "Oh, this is just what I needed." Yes,
1: it's like the boys are back, and then they're off again this week. Um, and yeah. then I was getting caught up on um, True Crime Garage. I'm anxiously awaiting the hoof to return, um, but they're still on their little hiatus. And then I and
0: when when are they due to return? Do we
1: know yet? Nope, we don't know yet. Um, I didn't
0: think so. Just to show that I am still following. Yes. So.
1: And um, plotting, plotting with the presidents. We listened. I've been listening. I have been listening to them. Um, I, you made mention of when I was talking about Abigail Adams and um, John Adams. You, you mentioned Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. And when I was editing, I was like, I haven't listened. I haven't. I haven't read that book in a long time. So I went back and listened to that this week. Fantastic. It's a great read. Um, it's oh, short. Oh my and, gosh,
0: I didn't even think about listening to that.
1: It's a short, uh, it's like a three or four hour um um audiobook. It's a short yeah. read. It's a good weekend read if you have the Dead Tree book. It's such a great read. Um, and then last night, oh my soul, I started on Hulu right now is a documentary on Paul McCartney and it's called Part- McCartney 321. Um oh. it is so freaking good watching him with um oh my god, I'm going to blank on the producer that, that did this with him Rick Rubin, I think. And he are hanging out at a soundboard and they're just listening to stuff and and Paul McCartney is playing with the sounds and pulling like Let me pull the strings down and the horns down and let me just isolate the bass for this. Listen to the bass and then pull the bass down and then listen to these. And he's breaking it down in ways and he, and watching him do it and he just sort of gets into the music, you know, and he's like, and I'm like, he just, it's, it's like watching a genius at work, And watching a genius who loves what he does, and it is so energizing because I'm like, he was born and made for music, which anybody who's ever listened to any Beatles song knows that Paul all four of them, it's true for them, and the magic of them coming together, and how things were recorded, and just him just watching him and I'm like he's so fucking cool how old is he and he's still so fucking cool <laughs> like yes. like and, and knowing um, knowing um, for a fact that like I will never be that cool but seeing him just be the master of his craft it is so highly enjoyable Jordan was mesmerized by it I was like in, I couldn't take my eyes off of it and it was so good it was so good so good so that's what that I've is. that's what I've been listening to and it really brought back memories. I was pregnant with hope, working as a waitress. Oh, the joys of single parenthood when you're too young. Um, and there was a girl yeah. there's a girl that was a huge Beatles fan and I love the Beatles who doesn't love the Beatles, right? Who doesn't, yeah.
0: Um, I mean if you not love the Beatles, I don't I would have to question our friendship I'm afraid I'm just kidding I just
1: have to say that if you don't love the Beatles you don't understand that anything that you do listen to music wise was influenced by them or or influenced them you know I mean like they use country they use blues they use rock they used all of it all the things so anyway I um she was a huge Beatles fan and McCartney was coming to Texas Arlington Stadium and he was going to play and so a group of us were going to go down We're going to go down for the concert. And so there were like six of us, three girls, three guys. I think it was. I can't remember exactly how many, but we all loaded up in the car and drove down there and we got there. And it was the wrong weekend he had come the weekend before we missed it we had tickets and we we missed it it wasn't even the weekend after where we could go back he was there the weekend before and we freaking missed it and there was a game playing and i will never forget this bill glover my friend bill glover and i were like well let's just go get tickets to the game we're here already, (laughs) and we were totally ready to be like well, I mean, we missed the concert, but we're here and there's, an, there's, a, there's a game. Let's go to the baseball game. You know, and he and I were totally oh, on board thanks. with it. But the, everybody else was like, fuck that. We're going home or fuck that. We're spending the night and staying and we're just going to wallow in our misery. So we ended up going to a hotel, wallowing in our misery and then driving home the next morning. But uh, yeah, I was down to go to the game. I was like, well, we're here and there's a baseball game. I mean, as well, go go ahead and go into the stadium. We said we were going to the stadium. <laughs> So I still – every time I see Paul McCartney, I'm like, son of a bitch, one weekend off, damn it. I was one weekend away. One weekend away. (laughs) Ah! So uh, that would be an amazing concert to see. I have not seen him, and I would love to. Ugh. Can you imagine –
0: Uh, Yeah, I think it would be fabulous. So
1: if you don't have Hulu, a seven-day trial, I would recommend getting the seven-day trial, and then if you want to cancel after that, that's fine. Hulu would not. Just cancel it, yeah. Yeah, Hulu would probably not appreciate my advice, but just to see this, because it's so good. I can't even express to you. Just watching some, you know how it is when you watch somebody who loves something, something, and you just see the magic, and you can just see his wheels turning, and you can just see him... He just hops from the soundboard to the piano, and he's ex- so excited to tell these stories. And it's so vivid in his brain. And he just he'll play with that soundboard, and he'll isolate something out that I'm like I'd never heard it before. And then Rick Rubin's with him, and he's doing the same thing with some of the soundboard. He goes, "Oh, I never put that together. That's interesting," you know. And I'm just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> and it's just to see those two creative minds bouncing off of each. It's just. It's a joy. It's just a joy I cannot explain. So, yeah, I also started watching on I watched um, a few episodes of Dr. Death on Peacock, which is a fictional recreation of a really twisted, fucked up story about how isolate uh, insulated doctors are from retribution in certain places it's based off of a podcast on the Wondery Network, which you can hear it on any place that podcasts stream. So I recommend go. I watched a few episodes of it and I'm like, yep, this story still is fucked up here in with Christian Slater and Alec Baldwin as it was when I listened to it. It's a horrific story. So if you want to just be horrified by real life story that happened. It was a doctor. Have you heard of this? It's a podcast called Dr. Death. Yes. And it's about a doctor in Texas and he basically maimed and murdered his patients. And they think that he did it on purpose. They think he was a fucking sociopath and he was able to move from hospital to hospital to hospital because they didn't want to get sued I mean, I'm just deducing this. It's not really spelled out that way. But in my mind, the hospital doesn't want to get sued, so they don't want to admit that he maimed people at their hospital, so they would just let him go without the ability to come back. Like, the hospital knew not to hire him again but never reported him so that they didn't admit that he maimed someone in their hospital. So then he would just go to the next hospital, and then he would get a letter from them saying all of the All of his records and investigations are cleared. They've been taken care of. And so it never said he wasn't... It never said don't do it they know none of those letters would say that because then that would implicate that they knew he shouldn't have been doing it you know what i mean like they knew he they knew what he did and so it's 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 this weird thing of our litigious society and the insulation of the medical community and it took two doctors fighting for years to finally get number one his medical license revoked and number two for him to get prosecuted and jailed for the murder he committed and it's just Sickening. It's sickening. But I watched yeah. that too. But it's been a fun week plodding through the presidents. I'm still like slowly going through it because I don't want to run out of episodes because I love it so much. So yeah. that's what I've been listening to. What have you been listening to?
0: Um still listening more to myself than anything
1: else. That's a good thing.
0: Um to get myself grounded. Mm. Uh and with everything I've been going through the last eight months, um, that that's a that's a work in progress. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's going to take a minute. Yeah. Um, but I have cleared some space off of my plate, and that for me, uh, is sprinkled with some sadness, but very uh, exciting and feels yeah fresh, new challenge, new everything. You know, like a breath kind of like a, oh, all right, I can breathe again. Well,
1: Um, and I think it'll give you the space that you need because you've not had the time or the space to anything or to properly heal and grieve and 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 yeah. go through any of those stages you just had to get oh. through the next and get through the next and so I think I'm glad that it's hopeful and exciting and I think it's going to be great for you to have the time but I anticipate there's going to be some stuff that comes up that you weren't probably expecting
0: probably so and that's probably good
1: so. you need to you need to have the space and the time to do that like you need to have the oh, freedom yeah.
0: Because it's very hard to be in the middle of one of those steps, you know like be in the and I shouldn't say in one of those steps, but be in the middle of a gut punch. yeah and my phone ring and mm. it'd be something that I have to answer or I have to pull myself together so I can call right back and deal with that. So that it's just is, a lot
1: of stuffing emotions down and that's gonna come out somewhere.
0: That, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, exactly that. So I've been listening really to me. Um, I've been listening to Caleb and the Pulse on Sirius XM, Mm. uh, and I'm so glad that when I had to get a new, uh, debit bank card that, um, they waited (laughs) until I put in my new information and did not interrupt my service at any time. So thank you, Sirius XM. You rock. Um. I've also been listening to my husband say, look at this house, babe. Did you see that house I sent you? What about that one? <laughs> because, because yes, we are house hunting and um, we have, uh, we did have three open houses to go to tomorrow, but I did just get an email uh, while we were recording that uh, one of the houses we were going to look at, they had an open house today too, although we couldn't be at that one because Dauber had to be at the bet and yes he was way more important than the open house. Yes. Um I got an email that now it's pending. So someone gave an offer that the sellers accepted and there you go. So why go to that open house really? No point. Know I mean? Yeah.
1: I'm, no I'm kind
0: of green in the house buying arena, but why waste your time? You're going to walk through it in the hopes that, what, their contract, they don't get their money together.
1: Right. That's it's not, of, not Yeah, worth I it. would much
0: rather spend my wonderful Sunday off uh, maybe laying in the pool with my husband.
1: Yeah, or seeing the two and calling it a day. There's no point in wasting your time. I agree.
0: Exactly, I agree. because obviously if someone was able to already go and down a bid
1: then obviously I don't think that was our house is the way I'm looking at it agreed a thousand percent yeah
0: you know and yes look at two houses call it good come home and hope that I get a phone call to hear all my son's vacation with uh his girlfriend and their children uh went they Ooh. are currently in Branson
1: fun um,
0: Yep, they went to Branson with their family. They're they are a household get this. They are a household of eight. Together Jesus. they have six children. Wow. Uh so I'm waiting to hear how my grandson's uh time was.
1: That's good. That'll be fun. Um, we'll hear yeah. we'll have to check back on that next week.
0: Yes. So I'm excited to hear uh, how it all went. I've already heard a couple of stories, but yeah, I'm excited to hear. I, I think it's awesome that my children are taking, yes, vacations with their children. That's something, you know, that those memories are so, that time, that time is so important. Life is so short.
1: Agreed. A hundred percent. So we will be recording. We will be recording again next week remotely. So until next week, you guys have a fabulous week and feel what you feel.
0: Yes. Feel what you feel. It's okay. Yep. Have a good one. I want to take a minute to thank you for listening, sharing, and engaging with us, subscribing, and following our social media pages.
1: Your feedback is invaluable to us. It helps us to know the stories and chapters to seek out. It helps to make us better. And we can't tell you how much that means to us. You can find
0: links to all of our social media pages and everywhere we can be streamed on our flow page. That's www.flow.page slash not in the textbooks podcast. If you have a second, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review us. Five star, please. It really does help out the show. Remember, we're in the middle of figuring out the crazy stories of our lives, so
1: create a little kindness. Show some love and compassion, and if you can't because your chapter is just too hard right now, we're here for you and we're rooting for you, so just Just keep keep going. going. We hope to see you back here in the stacks digging up some stories and chapters for next week.